All right, hi everybody, this is American Whiskey Jesus, and you are here to drink with me today. And not just me, I'm here with my good friend Arthur. Hey, what's up everybody? And uh, Arthur, this is the first time that you've been on, on the show with me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I'm, happy. I'm uh, very here to, uh, happy, uh, excited to be here, Jesus. Whiskey Jesus. <laughs> awesome. I can tell you're overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I often am. It doesn't right. take much. <laughs> well, it's gonna. This is gonna be plenty because today we are drinking Brucolati Isla Barley 2010. All right. So we're gonna talk all about what this is. But uh, those of you who are drinking along at home, as usual, we've got our normal process. Ignore the background sounds. You don't have to ignore them. You can actually relish them because they're the sounds of us opening and drinking whiskey. Right, so when mm -hmm. you hear the clinking and clanking, all right, I'm gonna open the bottle now. You ready? All right. Okay. All right. Let's all right. It is seal off. There seal we go. is off. All right. This is this is this is the best sound. If it... All right. That's the one right there. All right. Yeah. So I am about to pour Art a little bit of this Bucolatic Isla Barley. How do you say this? Okay. That that is actually topic number one, isn't it? Uh, uh yeah. It's a Bucolatic. Great. You're right. So. This, it's spelled just, it sounds just like it's spelled, not at all. It's opposite, <laughs> it's opposite day, spelled like it sounds. It's a uh, Brucolati, it's spelled B-R-U-I-C-H-L-A-D-D-I-C-H. Okay. Brucolati. Reminds me of a landlord I had that I didn't like. His name was Brucolati? Uh, it was very close. Very close. <laughs> I mean, I can believe it because somebody has to have had this name, right? At yeah. Some, somewhere yeah. down the line. Okay, so this one, for the many of you uh, may be familiar with Brooklady, it's available, like a lot of bars will have it, certainly liquor stores will have it, but as usual, I try to find stuff that's kind of a little, just a tiny little bit less common, right? So you have, it's really good and something you can explore that's a little different from the things that you usually see everywhere, right? Okay. So Brooklady is, um, is, a, is a great one. They do a lot of different stuff. This particular one that we're drinking today, by the way, let's, let's smell it. Give it a smell. Ah, that's good stuff. You can smell that barley. Okay, so this is a single malt. That means it's all barley. Right? It's okay. made all from barley. And this barley is from the island of Isla. Okay, now how do I... Is Isla... How do I know it's from an island? Uh, I, well, Isla is an island. It's okay. a famous Scotch-producing island, which okay. we'll talk more about as well. Okay. And these guys... Oh, by the way, we're doing a lot of yammering without drinking. So let's, let's do a little drinking. So... In Scottish, it's slanja. 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 All right, let's taste. Man, that's good. Oh wow! I just gotta say, that's really good. Wow, that opens up your sinuses. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is good stuff. I'll tell you what. Oh man, Art. Okay, Art has finished his first dram. We're on to number two. He's ahead of me. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to? No, you can. You know. No, I, I'm. It's the world entire... according to Whiskey Jesus. Hey, you just know tell what? me how I mean, I'm living. No, no. You. Do... One of the key beliefs. One of the key. I don't know, Gospels of the Church of American Whiskey Jesus is you drink it the way you like it. Really? So there's no, like I've heard a lot of stuff. I'm not a big drinker of Jesus. Right, right. And, you know, as a result, I don't really know how to drink any certain type of liquor. I just drink to essentially get fucked up. Right. And I know sometimes you're supposed to sip, sometimes yeah. you shoot. Uh, what what do you do with I whiskey? I don't generally shoot whiskey because it's so good. Okay. Like that's that's my thing. Like I, I mean, I will occasionally do a big sip, but it's so enjoyable. We'll tear through, you know, a good chunk of this bottle today. Okay. But at the same time, shooting it kind of, you know, you miss out on the flavor a little bit. Okay, so it's like a sip, enjoy, let your palate savor. Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, the other thing you can do, have a little bit of cold water here. Okay. You never really go wrong by just a couple of little drops 
in the in the whiskey. Never really. Here, let me give you a little more. And give I it think a, whiskey Jesus is trying to take uh, advantage of me. <laughs> it's, it's been my long-standing plan. Saying, uh, he's going to Cosby me any moment. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone into a dark corner. Of oh, the it gets much worse. Jesus verse. You've never seen me drunk. Actually, I think I'm yeah. pretty sure I have. Yeah, you yeah, have. I actually sure take it back. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, here's the story. So just down the road from this place, Brooklady, on Isla, mm-hmm. I was on this tour at uh, Lagavulin, which you've probably heard. Lagavulin Distillery, another distillery on Isla. Oh okay. And and the guy who's giving the tour, I should I shouldn't be telling a Lagavulin story on a Brooklady puck, but it's okay. <laughs> They're all friends. Oh, okay. The guy who's giving the tour is is this amazing guy named Ian MacArthur, who's about five feet tall. He's been working there for fifty years, forty or fifty years, mm-hmm. and he's got the really strong Scottish accent, you know. And he's given this tour, and we're back in the, the back back area where they keep the ancient ancient whiskeys, and we're, t- you know, he's get, letting us taste them a little bit. It's really fun. We're in like a cave, you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, and there's this English guy sitting next to me, and he and so Ian pours us out. These little, wee little tastes of, of this whiskey, and we're sipping it. And this guy says, "Am I getting notes of licorice?" And, <laughs> and so Ian looks at him and says, "How should I know? You're the one fucking drinking it, laddie." <laughs> <laughs> notes of wow. I, I you know I can't I wouldn't even know what to describe this as. I mean, it's very smooth. It's good. Uh, it tastes great, but I I wouldn't yeah, be able to say well, you know there are no I couldn't articulate that. I understand that because I mean, you know, if you think about what barley is, it's grain, right? So you can smell and taste that grain in there. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I've never tasted grain, so I'm not sure. I've never even smelled grain, so I'm not sure you've, if I. You've, you've eaten bread, surely. Yeah, but this doesn't smell like bread. No, you're right. But it smells more like bread than it does like barbecue meat or true corn. Or dog shit, I'm just saying. <laughs> Good point. It does not smell like that. Let's talk about Brooklotti, because I actually learned something about Brooklotti that I didn't know. Okay. Brooklotti was started in 1880. Mm-hmm. So quite a long time. There's a long and twisted story to this okay. place. But it was started by these three brothers whose families had been successful whisky-making families, uh, a successful whisky-making family for 100 years already by that point. Oh, wow. So they inherited all this money from their dad, and they left the mainland of Scotland and went to this little island. Right, surrounded so by water. They get there. And they and so they go out to build this distillery, and, and, you know, it's a partnership of the three brothers, and before this thing is even built, these three guys cannot get along <laughs> to the point where two of the brothers quit and go back to the mainland and leave it to one brother to start and run. Really? Yeah. They, did they give up their their stake in it? I don't know, but uh, I just love that. Like even like you think about like in the old days, people whatever. But it's like ah, oh, I want to do it this way. And right? Couldn't even get it wow. off the ground. Oh man, yeah. And you you gotta wonder like any regrets or like I. It makes sense if they're hang if they still own a share of the thing. Right. Right. Fuck it. Give hey, it away. Let somebody right. else run it. I yeah. would do that. Yeah. Hell, that's what I've done with my business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sure, exactly. Yeah. You know what? You run it. I'll just yeah, right. get a check. I'll just take uh, the money. Exactly. But Why have I not figured that part out? I seem to have missed that trick. You know, it's what I got to tell you, though. It's one of those things where you do feel a little bit guilty because I get a check from a company and I have no idea what the fuck happens over there. <laughs> <laughs> I just get the check and I'm happy and keep quiet. So That sounds pretty good. Uh, it sounds pretty good until you're in court. 
And, you know, like, you think about, if you play the tape out, right. something heinous happens. It's, yeah, but you're, you're fine. You're the president and CEO of this business? Like, mm, yeah, exactly. and you Exactly. Technically. Uh, by the way, this is in no way an admission of any form of guilt on, on Art's part. Just want to, for, for the legal record, just make that Ex clear. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's all fictional. That was just a little, we just did a little side trip into a, a made-up thing just now. Hypothetically, Hypothetically, if I helped Jin get rid of a body, then it, you know, it didn't <laughs> happen. Right, but it would be a very funny story if it did. Okay, so then <laughs> they did get this, this place off the ground. Yes. And it, and it went up, all right for a while and then everything the whole whiskey industry went into decline in the middle of the 20th century why because people were drinking more beer started drinking wine whiskey was just kind of on the way down so at, at that time it was just kind of passe like mm -hmm. you know it's like oh you're drinking that old shit yeah, I'm exactly on this new okay. it was like something in, you know like an old dude in a leather chair would drink you know uh, the young like, hip kids were they were drinking the beer I got they were you drinking okay. the wine right so then about, you know, that started to change 30 or 40 years ago, but Brooklotti was out on this island. It was in the same place as Lagavulin and Lafroig and some other big names. They were this close to being basically sold for scrap. Oh, wow. So some guy in the whiskey business, whose name is escaping me right now, bought it mm -hmm. in 90, let's see, it was bought in uh, 2000, yeah. In 2000, and they said we're gonna do we're gonna do kind of give a different vibe to this place. We're gonna we're gonna stick to the roots of the product, mm -hmm. but we're gonna give it a different vibe. So like when you look at their the way they present the the brand, it's it's really interesting. So the, anyway, I'm, I'm we're on the website, the Brooklotic.com website. This is kind of what Isla looks like. Oh okay, right? Like it's kind of that's a beautiful place. It's very beautiful. That's the distillery. Okay, Jim is scrolling through some pictures of a very uh, bucolic background, a distillery. Yeah. Mountains, grasses. Take a look at how, if you look at their main product, which is not this one, it's, they use crazy, like if even this is by, by whiskey standards, the, the canister that this particular whiskey comes in is bright and bold, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, they made a decision to, look at this. So if you, if you ever see a classic, a bottle of classic Laddie, which is their main product, it's this insane teal color. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. It's it like Tiffany cool, right? Blue. It's Tiffany Blue. And so that their whole goal was to, you know, think differently about how to brand whiskey. So they did. They do some interesting stuff. They do ones that are the smokiest whiskey you've ever tasted. They're just, like, not afraid to hmm. do stuff that other people wouldn't do. Okay. So it works. So from 2000, when they were on the, on the verge of being basically sold for scrap, they bought it. It worked. They got bought for 60 million pounds a few years ago. Oh, wow. And it's going strong today. Oh, they're the Rocky of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, That's Ivan right. Drago was about to drop them. That's and, uh, right. That's right. They, uh, Apollo Creed came in, trained uh, trained them up, and That's, they're good. That's right. And well, I, good for them. They make a good product. That's right. So, anyway, there you go. So, I, it says this is unpeated. What does right. unpeated mean? Yeah, okay. It's a great question. So, when you make whiskey out of barley... It's usually dried, right? Okay. So you take the barley, it comes out of the field, It's then it has mm. to be dried. Okay. It's usually dried by air. Mm -hmm. So it's just hot air blows up through the, the barley, it dries it, and then you put it in a great big canister that you put water and yeast in and it ferments, right? Okay. The malting process is the process that's drying. Okay. So traditionally on Isla, they use not dry air, they take peat, which is the 
leftovers of thousands of years of plants and animals decaying. It's like fuel, mm -hmm. right? And they burn that to create heat to dry the barley. Ah, uh, so it kind of speeds it up a little bit. It speeds it up a little bit, and if you've ever had whiskey, which I know you, I think you have had with me, the whiskey that tastes really smoky, mm -hmm. that's peated. So it's the burning. It's the burning of the peat. Okay. That gives it that flavor. So they're they're saying it's unpeated because almost every Isla whiskey is peated. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And that's Isla cool. sounds like a hot chick. Isla, right? Isla, you know, I'm just saying. You mean if you had a if you if you had a daughter and you lived on Isla, you know, you named her Isla. If I had a daughter and she was hot, there's a good chance her name would be Isla. <laughs> just saying. I mean, well, I mean it, it could still happen. At, at, no, because, I don't. <laughs> at my age, because, no. It can still happen. And then one, you have to send her to Isla. Yeah, that, well then, yeah, that that's the natural process. So when we went there, Isla is uh, hard to get to. So it's planes, trains, and automobiles to get to, to this place. Let me okay. Know. It is an island in the middle of nowhere. So you, you fly to, I don't know, like Edinburgh in mm -hmm. Scotland, and then you drive for hours. Then you, you, put, you drive onto a ferry... And you get on the ferry, and you and you sail out to Isla for an hour, hour and a half, and then you and then everywhere on Isla you have to drive because there's no there's you know there's no other kind. Of, there's like three thousand people live on this island. Right. There's one town ish. -ish. Okay. And like everyone, there's there's a handful of bars where everyone goes for the various social activities that that happen. Sure. So, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been to Scotland. I knew a stripper that left Cal left L.A. to be with the guy she met online. In Scotland? From Scotland, and I've never heard from her again. <laughs> she may have changed her name to Isla. Uh, she, she may <laughs> have, or she got catfished and the authorities are trying to identify the body. <laughs> either way, you know, it's beautiful land, I've I mean, been told. Uh, yeah, it is, it is beautiful. I mean, the, the, thing, the thing about Scotland is, you know, everyone will, will drink a little bit of whiskey with you. That, that's the fun thing. Famously, funerals always have whiskey. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You can't you can't uh, see someone off, I guess, without you know, a, a wee dram of, of whiskey. So now I, I've I've heard on previous uh, podcasts, and you just said it right there. What's a dram? Just like a little bit, a drink. Okay. There's probably a technical meaning, but just you know, what you mean like a wee dram, just like a a little. I don't know if there's a technical. Oh yeah, I'm just asking. You know, it's, uh, I might be missing out on some, you know, hip shit, and I don't know. It's pretty hip. I I, I can tell. I mean, I'm I'm with whiskey Jesus. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I mean, it's gotta be. It's hip. gotta be hip. It's gotta be hip. <sighs> uh, whiskey Jesus, I'm starting to get buzzed. Well, that's and, part of the idea, and uh, I understand. You know, here's the thing: these guys also believe strongly that the local ingredients are very important. Okay. So a lot of people who make whiskey, they'll get their ingredients from wherever. Mm -hmm. The barley, the water, etc. These guys are like, no, this is an expression of where this is from, right? So the barley comes from Isla, the water comes from Isla, it's all from the place. Okay, it's an all Isla project. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's, it's kind of in keeping with the way people, thinking about, people are thinking about food and wine and stuff like that. Right. Now, do, does Isla produce anything else? Uh, Just out of curiosity. Does it produce anything else? Other than a fine whiskey. I mean, there's... Okay, so there's 3,000 people on this island. Okay. So, for perspective, that's like a tiny fraction of 
I don't know, if we drew a half mile <laughs> circle around us right now, right, we're sitting, right. I think it's like that. Okay, it depends on depending on what section of Pasadena you right. drew it on. That's right. That's right. You know, there's there's not many, um, and there's eight distilleries mm. on Isla. A lot of drunks. I would I would guess so. Yeah. Wow. Don't you think that probably if you are in that culture though, you get to the point where you can you can hold your liquor pretty well. Maybe, or you Maybe. die before you're fifty from alcohol poisoning. So it's like you never get to the point, you know, where you just right. have that. We never that put tolerance. it to the test because yeah. you're dead. Yeah, because you start drinking at five. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I, I feel we, like I'm being racist imagine. now, but I'm just uh, just guessing. I mean, I'll tell you this: it is the friendliest group of people. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're all about the visitors, right? They're all okay. about the visitors. It is a super friendly place. Okay, that's now that's and always they nice. love they love to have people come. Okay. So there's that aspect of it, but we hired a guy to drive us around because you know. That was actually Drunk my next question. Not cool. Well, that uh, was my next question. Yeah. Like you're in Scotland doing a tour of uh, distilleries. Yeah, yeah I, I can't recommend highly enough just hiring a, either using a taxi or Uber or in places like Isla where there ain't no such thing as Uber. <laughs> just, you know, I think we paid, I don't know, like 60 pounds for the whole day for this guy to just meet us and drive us. Americanize wherever. it for me. $90. Okay. It's not good. bad, right? Yeah. Not bad. And so, but he was English. And he okay. was he was saying like he's he lives on Isla because his wife, Isla, mm-hmm. had moved. See, I bet she's a hot chick. Had, had moved, you know, there, and he he liked it, but you got that feeling of being sort of trapped on an island, right? Okay. So you can imagine you're on this island, it in the winter. Oh, oh, this is cool. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. So there's schools on Isla, of course. Schools? There's more than one. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm just I'm Probably, just wondering three thousand people. Good point. You could be right. There's a, there's schooling on Isla, and there's another island, a couple miles across that's actually uh, has even fewer people on it. Okay. But those kids go to school in Isla. Okay. So those kids have to get on a ferry every morning and come over to Isla for school. They're getting busted on a ferry. On a ferry, yeah, and then they ferry back at the at the end of the night. Don't you hate your parents if that's your life? Like I'm just saying, you know, way to go, mom and dad. I have to catch a fucking ferry to go to school. What, what was what was the reason we moved here? I'm just yeah, exactly. Oh well, son, it was the uh, the giant deposit of gold we found. Yeah, that's slowly making us billionaires. Okay, <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> now I got it. You know, and and then I got I just got to ask you a fat guy question, uh, Whiskey Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the food like in Scotland? Because I've heard nothing but bad things of English food, uh, and the only Scottish food I know is haggis. You know, haggis isn't as bad as, as you think. I, I'm sure I've eaten many sheep yeah, intestines I mean, and just didn't right. know it. I mean, because you know, like, from the South, the, mm. we're both from the South. Yes. People eat some pretty gross shit. <laughs> this is true. So haggis is sort of like that, right? Haggis isn't that bad. I think they used to stuff it into stomach, like sheep stomachs, and serve it in the whole piece, which is sort of disgusting. But you know, yeah. come see, come see. Right, it exactly. Is what it is. Let's see. I think we had some decent food in Scotland. I think you you can't go there expecting it to be um, Paris. You know okay. what I mean? But you know, if you like hearty food, I don't know. We never went hungry. Put it that way. Okay. Hey, no, I was just yeah. wondering because you know that's that's like um, I almost took a job in Russia. And uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of they're doing American television out there. Sure. And my biggest concern was, what the hell am I going to eat? Because I could not possibly imagine enjoying Russian food. I mean, because you think of things like I don't know, turnips. 
I, you know, when I think of Russia, I just think of sadness and oppression. Right. And, and the food, yeah. Surely and, it reflects. It, absolutely. Food, like, yeah. if they, the people would be happier if they had better food. Better food. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, in the old days, food. <laughs> exactly. Just food, very food. Very good point. Yeah. I, I remember uh, somebody I knew in college went to the Soviet Union, you know, when it was still the, the well, it was still the Soviet Union. I almost said the bad times. I, I guess the bad times have just rocked on there. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, he they, he went to this department store and he bought all this stuff just because he thought it was funny, and he had these uh, these masks that like for kids. It was like these toys that kids could buy, mm-hmm. and the, basically the masks were these terribly made sort of scary masks of different food products. So he had like <laughs> the onion mask. <laughs> A tomato mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I just, mean, that was in the that was a that was a top shelf kind of mask. <laughs> this was something like a lazy costume maker. You're an onion. Now get the onion, fuck out I, of here. I, I, I always thought it was like this is what kids dreamed of. You know what I mean? Like if only the onion would visit us. You know? Oh, mommy! When I, for Halloween, can I be a turnip? I mean, <laughs> how, how sad? I'm just saying. Like we both have kids. Like yeah. how how sad is your child's life? When he doesn't want to be an action hero, he doesn't want to be, you know, a burglar or a ghost. It's like, I just want to be food for just, Halloween. Just, just an onion. The most fantastical I, thing I can think of right. in just my an, life an is, uh, is food. It, it's, because uh, I know we're never going to get to eat it. <laughs> right. So, so let's just play make-believe. I'll pretend to be we an can dream. onion. Wow, that yeah. that that story makes me sad. It is, it is a sad <laughs> story. I mean, it happened a long time ago, but it's still sad. Well, it's still Russia. I don't think they're quite as bad off when it comes to just having onions now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm sure I that's... I, I, I could be wrong. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, all I know is before I took the job, they mentioned that if I went, I would have to take out, they would have to take out extra insurance mm. uh, because for whatever reason, if you're black, there's a higher likelihood of bad shit happening. Oh, uh, oh okay. So that's good to know, I suppose. I yeah, or if, and if you're gay, just forget about it. Like uh, right, right, like, yeah, right. they'll just beat you up at the airport. Right, just just <laughs> so. so you know what you're in for here. Exactly. So I've been told. I don't know. Right, and God help you if you're black and gay. Uh, I or that just might be too much for him. Yeah, Maybe that's like, like two negatives equal. You know, like it's just like oh shit, he has superpowers. Man, the actual insurance is different. That's that's a new level of you know. That's stuff. what I've been told. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So you opted against that job. You're saying I didn't get it. You didn't get. I it didn't anymore. get it. I would have taken it just for the story. Right. Like sure. I'd, I'd have some great shit to put on Facebook for the next couple months. Oh, but I know. I, uh, so uh, for those of you who don't know Art, he is a comedy writer among other things. Art, yes. Art is, has done uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, Art, Art is just funny all the time. However, yeah. also he's funny professionally. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm a sitcom writer and currently on a show called The Last OG on TBS. Oh. A uh, friend of mine is in the cast. Uh, he plays Felony, I think it is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I, you know yeah. what? I didn't meet him. I was actually up there for a week not too long ago, but I left before the uh, they brought the Halfway House guys in. Right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he, he's a funny guy. He's a good actor. He's a good musician. Yeah, for nothing but good yeah. things about him. Yeah, so is that show going well? So I'm having a blast. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah. Everybody is really... Uh, Really funny and awesome and nice. Season uh, one's done. Season one is, is there done. Season two ordered. Yes, yeah, season. We're currently shooting season two oh, in nice. New York, okay. and uh, we'll be out there until February, and uh, and then you know at that point, keeping our fingers crossed, hoping for season three. 
you know, uh, making a connection here between whiskey and the last OG, mm. the connection is Tracy Morgan. Really? I was just thinking about this. I don't know why I was, maybe because I was buying Scottish whiskey, but I remember there was a moment in 30 Rock where you're familiar with the, with the 30 Rock yeah. stuff, right? You're, I mean, I know you're familiar with it, but I know lines from 30 Rock. Oh, no. There's a, there a moment where, where Liz Lemon, who's Tina Fey, says, mm -hmm. Tracy, I'm tired of your shenanigans. And he <laughs> says, do not patronize me with your Celtic slang, Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. He is so funny, man. Uh, you know, and, and so rich. Like, that's the other thing. Dude is, after his Walmart lawsuit, right. he's, from what I understand, just filthy. Is he is he more rich because of that than any of the other stuff that he's done? I think he was... I think he was rich before right. the Walmart accident. Right. But I think he's really rich like now. Super double dog rich. Like like off the top of my head, I'm gonna guess, you know, maybe worth, you know, ten, fifteen million just on his own. Right. From his movies, T V shows sure, sure. and everything. But the rumor I heard yeah. from the uh the lawsuit, yeah. hundred and eighty million. <laughs> so hundred and eighty million So so he's like Tracy Jordan rich. Yeah, he <laughs> The, the, my, my favorite story, I've never been to the house. I was invited, but I didn't get a chance to go. Uh, I heard at the house he has a pool table that's actually an aquarium. It's a really nice pool table, but it's an aquarium. And in the aquarium, he has an octopus that he feeds lobsters. I mean, that literally sounds like Tracy Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think any combination thereof, yeah. I'd be happy with. Like, sure. Very cool pool table. Right. Like I'd be happy with. Right. A very cool aquarium. aquarium. With an octopus. Right. Like you wow. Know what? You know, fucking Please. lobster is those, the is this my pet's food. <laughs> like Jesus. I think you know if I think about a pet that you would feed a lobster to, I would think of something like um, uh, a giant wolf. <laughs> okay. You know, you would feed it a lobster. You know, because you can't you can't really escape. Well, yeah, but I mean, they, I guess, wolves don't eat, eat shellfish. I think they would. You think? I think they would. You know, I, I, I would disagree only because I was cleaning fish in my backyard. By the way, this is the most ridiculous conversation because you could tell we've both been drinking. But that I've... That is uh, idea. We hope you're drinking with us too, by the way. Absolutely. And you too can have your own uh, ridiculous conversation at home. But I was cleaning fish and uh, I thought my dogs would eat the fish guts. No interest. No. I tossed it to them. They kind of looked at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? I feel like dogs are always playing a game show called Food or Not Food. <laughs> You know what? I uh, I most of my pets are usually air on. They eat it and <laughs> food, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we're at the vet. It's like, oh, yeah, you're well, wrong. Well, the fish hook is not food. Exactly. Uh, like, uh, right. Yeah. So sometimes I'll I'll throw uh, my dogs at something to see whether they see it as food. So for example, a leaf of romaine lettuce is food. Right. But arugula, like that kind of leaf, is not food. Really? They're like, nah. Not not, huh. not for me. Well, I have a friend who's the same way, so maybe the dogs <laughs> are just assholes. <laughs> just, you know, just snooty. Just or, snooty. Or are they just... You know, like ruining everybody else's meal at a restaurant. The thing about a dog is their, their sense of risk when it comes to eating is different from ours. Because if I said to you, hey, Art, this is really, really delicious, but after a little while, if you eat it, you're going to throw it up. You would say, no thanks. Right? I, I gotta... Human beings would say, no thanks. Uh, Whiskey Jesus, most human beings would say that. I gotta tell you, 
if you were to t- if you were to tell me exactly like that, this yeah. is really really good. It's like the be- best thing you're ever gonna eat. Uh, it's pro. That's my life. That's, right, right. Okay, that's... all right. What if I said this is all right? Right, like this is this is like roughly the equivalent of like a McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese, which is all right. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. I'll you're not gonna that. Throw, you're not gonna subject I, yourself yes, to it. Yes, you're right. It's like if, I'm not it. gonna throw up for okay. Right, right, right. But you're right. Okay, if it was the greatest food experience of your life. It might be worth. It's gonna be great. It's like it gets to be moderately, like <laughs> above fucking Excellent. average. It's like you know what? This is pretty good. I'm That's like, right. you know what? I'll right. go for I'll, it. I'll take a bullet. I'll take a, a yak bullet. Exactly. It's it's uh, a. Yeah. I think, do- but I think dogs. The bar is even even further down. Where it's like, eh, you know. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, dog just like humans. It's a, uh, or unlike humans, yeah. They'll they you toss it to them. They're like, thanks. All right. You could always throw it up later. Yeah, it's a... Um, it's a different response. Yeah. yeah. I love them. Yeah. Something else that I learned about Brucolati today mm-hmm. is that they're actually the biggest employer on Isla. Really? Yeah, they have 80 employees. Okay, first of all, the kind of hilarious yeah. that the biggest employer has 80 people. Right. I just small, think it's, small, you know, yeah, it's small, a small, small place. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. But, but still, you know, cute, right? To, yeah, to that's cool. And, well, I mean, if you fall out with the uh, Brugatti family, then, you know, I, your chances... I think one goal we should have here is to have Arthur say Brugatti... Brugatti. One time. Brugatti. There we I, go. There, Brugatti. there we go. We're I good. apologize. That's all we need to do. I mean, it's virtually impossible to pronounce correctly because, you know, it ends in I-C-H and it's it's not pronounced like that. Yeah, I would go Brugatti ditch Brugladic or Brugatti or something. Yeah, naturally you would. Yeah. But, There's no uh, shame in that. You know, but it's definitely a uh, unique name. Super Scottish. I, you know, I wouldn't have gone Scottish. Maybe like S- Slovenian or something like that. I don't know what Slovenia like is. Eastern European, like uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm. Th- I'm thinking. Itch. Okay, yes, I'm thinking like Polish. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. You know. right, right. 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 Yeah. But uh, uh, but Scottish. Okay. Yeah. Scottish. You know what I recently yeah. learned that uh, this is so random, but uh, like uh, when you want to know. If somebody the name is Scottish or Irish, mm. it's the M A C versus M C. I do happen to know that. I did not know that. <laughs> I just found that out watching some random TV show. Yeah, that is that is true. That is true. And there is an abbreviation in Irish for daughter of. So Mick means son of, right? That I didn't know. Yeah, that, that's basically what it means, right? Oh, like wow. every language has the same thing, right? Like you know, I some, I'm learning so much. Or, Mick, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's also cook, which is daughter of. In Irish. Okay, I so just, like, what's a cook name that I might have heard? I don't think they're really somehow that guy okay. washed out of the of the. You know how it is, right? So McCormick would be like son of Cormick. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay, because I found out that uh, like Harris, my last name mm-hmm. is actually short for Harrison, and Harrison is Harris? Irish, is son of Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know. Harrison. Although I'm pretty sure there's, uh, I'm not Irish. Have you done a 23andMe test? No, but I actually looked at my parents, so I just figured if I looked on those two. So, I mean, part Russian, though, that was a surprise. Really? Yeah. Wait, you did this test or you didn't do this? I didn't, but I saw my dad. My dad has a, he's like 2% Russian, 2% Ruski. So here's the thing. Are you tuned into the surprises that people have gotten when they get their twenty three and me results? I have I've only heard like a few, like the like the the famous people, big ones. Right, but like things like you're not actually my dad, like things like that. <laughs> that I have not heard, <laughs> but, which is why I haven't taken a test. Clearly, <laughs> I don't want to be. I heard about crimes. Like, isn't that how they caught the Golden State Killer? 
I don't know. Is it? I believe that's how they call right. the Golden State Killer. Like, I don't. Don't ask me why you murdered a bunch of people. And then you're like, you know what? You know, I, I wonder what my my genetic I, tree is like. I want to. My do... grandfather said we were from Poland, but <laughs> right, you know. But apparently, uh, that's how he, that real talk. That's how he got busted. That is pretty dumb. I would feel like such an asshole. Lay low. I got. I got. Well, who? But who knows? I mean, Jesus, think about it. Yeah. It's like you, you get away with these murders. Right. It's decades. How, like, how long ago was that? Like 70s, 80s? Uh, I believe his latest murder, I mean, it might have been into the 90s. Okay. But, I mean, it had like these been. These are cold cases. These are cold cases. It's not right. like he was a, a fresh killer on, you know, doing shit, you know, and all that. Right, right. It's like he committed these heinous crimes. <laughs> had pretty much, yeah, you know what? I peaked at my serial killing job and right. I'm good now. <laughs> and was living his life. And. Like an idiot was like, you know what? Let me get on this twenty three and Me thing. Let me see what's Let's what just see, see what, what I'm, kind of genetics a big time killer. Has. Exactly. You know, or, or it could be, yeah. you know, I'm worried about my health, so right. I want to see if I'm predisposed <laughs> to anything that I should be Crohn's aware. disease or Absolutely. You know, anything. Who, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. I might be shitting all the time. Who knows? <laughs> so, and uh, right, right. apparently they keep all this stuff in a database, mm-hmm. and they were. I don't. I don't remember all the moves, but I do know there is a movement now. About the privacy issues right. for Twenty Three and Me right. and uh, the DNA, but I'm almost positive that's how he got caught. Yeah, I, I mean, you you wouldn't expect it unless you thought about it, right? Like if you think about it, if that information, like we assume that the government knows everything now. You, yes, so I, you'd assume they would know that too. I, I, I yeah, I guess you, I think you have to nowadays. You, you have you basically have to. They're you listening know, to us right now. Are yeah, first of all, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I only think you think I'm hilarious and you subscribe to Whiskey Jesus' show. Sure. Um, and, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, you got to wonder if he, what he knew in terms of, like, what evidence the police had so he knew the risk he was taking by taking the test. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. Or it was just... Um, just some random thing he just didn't think anything about. But for me, with with my luck, like I've I've done enough dumb shit that my DNA my DNA is somewhere I don't want it you to really be. You really need to keep that. Yeah. So uh, not, there's no reason to open the barn door on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, I just go. I'll just combine my parents and figure. Yeah, that that's a fairly. Pre- was there anything? It's a Russian. That's surprising. Russian was the biggest surprise. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it was like a couple. You know, I figure everybody has a little European. Everybody has a little African. Um, I mean, it was mostly again. It was like Asian, no, no Asian, but like European and some African. Right, right. But Russian was the one that surprised. That me. is surprising. You know, but it was only two percent, so uh, not enough for me to really uh, claim talk. Russian citizenship. Yeah, yeah. You know, can't can't because uh, because if you live there, you'd you'd have to pay higher insurance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm still a they, they don't know I'm among my people. Come on now. <laughs> You can't I'm look home. at me. I'm home, comrade. Exactly. I'm uh, short and stout like most of you. Let's see. Um, I had uh, I have like almost one percent Native American, which is not a story that is told in my. You know that. Wait, how story. much? Almost one percent. One percent. Okay. So it's not much, but it's something. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it was actually surprisingly not a surprise. It was kind of what people said. Really? What? Well, like what? Well, Irish and Italian. Okay, I you know? I can see that. Yeah, you know, that's basically what we've always been told and and uh of course with southern italian there's always a little smidge of north african in there so right right there's always, there's always a bit of that a wee bit of that um <laughs> uh, but now there were no big surprises but you, you hear these stories of really like and it always is the mother who's like saying no we're not doing 23 in me 
Really? Yeah, because mama's baby, papa's maybe, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. What? That is such a hilarious way of getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't, <laughs> I mean, like when the quote unquote crime was committed, this technology didn't e- exist really. Right. <laughs> you, know? you couldn't imagine <laughs> getting busted this way. Like the closest thing I can think of, like I've heard stories of like someone's child needs a kidney. And the right. father will say, you know what, I'll give my child my kidney. And, like, and then they go to the hospital and the doctor says, you're not a match. Right, right, and right. And then right. it'll come out like, holy shit, like, that's not my kid. Right, right. Um, this is sort of the next level of that, I guess you'd say. I, well, yeah, because now people are voluntarily sending their uh, DNA in. That's right. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I'm enjoying this whiskey quite a lot. Oh, yeah. We've made our way through a fair amount of the bottle, and we hope that we're drink- you're drinking along with us. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting being in Scotland. I'll t- okay, we're back to Russia. Okay. Okay. Back to Russia. I was in Scotland, uh, American Whiskey Baby, my son, mm-hmm. and I were in Scotland. Okay. First night, we land in Edinburgh, which is the capital of Scotland, and we go to a bar to watch soccer game. Okay. It's England against Russia. Okay. Right? So we're in this bar, and... Russia scores a goal. And this bar goes crazy. <laughs> and I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm in the United Kingdom, right? Like, the same country as England. Right. So same, sorry, Scots. I know it's not the same country. It's the same nation. I don't know, whatever. It's the same state. Right. right? This, this place goes absolutely bonkers. And I'm looking around. I see a lot of blonde hair and stuff like that, you know. And I'm like, I, I turned to somebody and I said, is this like a Russian bar or something like that? Are there a bunch of Russian people <laughs> in this bar? And this guy says, nah, we just like to see the English get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this whole thing where the Scots have this thing with England, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously conquered many years ago by the English. Okay. Um, so there's like this serious animosity between... Scotland and England that I don't think Americans are fully aware of at all. I had no idea. Well, that, I guess, yeah, I saw Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. Yeah. You figured that was like bygones, though, right? Oh, yeah. So I was surprised that the animosity ran so deep after literally like a thousand years. You know, I can believe it. If you're a conquer people, and what was the thing they had? Something noche where the English would have sex like if you got married right. the English lord would have sex with your wife first so that your first child would you didn't hear about this? I don't know about this oh yeah no the English wanted to breed the Scots out of Scotland really? so when you got a prima noche I think is what it was called first night first I, if that's it what it translates like, yeah, and uh, so if you got married on your first night Dang. the English lord would hopefully get her <laughs> pregnant and have a little Englishman and uh, effectively breed out the uh, the people. Well, that's super weird. That's uh, yeah, that's a different level. I I don't think you really. I mean, I think that I thought that was just the Caligula movie where that happened. Well, it w- you know what? It was in Braveheart. Oh, so okay. if Braveheart was historically accurate, I think it's fair to say that everything Mel Gibson has ever produced can be relied on a hundred percent for accuracy. I, don't you think? Dude I mean, made a movie <laughs> in a language that doesn't exist anymore. That's like true. that's oh, how that's, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the apocalypse. Pa- pa- oh, apocalypto. Apocalypto. I never saw it. I, I, it was believe it or not, it was actually really entertaining right, considering right. you. It was all subtitles, mm. and I usually don't like to read when I'm being entertained. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. You know, it's like, just talk and make just me say, laugh. Just say things. Exactly. But for him to make a movie in a language that no longer exists. Oh, are you uh, talking about The Passion of the Christ? Oh, no. You know what? I take it back. No, I am thinking of Passion of the Christ. Right. Uh, no. I'm. Th- but We've I, had quite a lot of. Yes, we have. Uh, yes, we have. But uh, that was in Aramaic, wasn't it? By, uh, Passion of the Christ was Aramaic. Yeah, right, yes. right, right, right. Apocalypto, right. I don't. It wasn't Some in English, language. though. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, but it, it might. It, it, you know, honestly, it might have been Spanish. Could have been Spanish. I, I never saw it, but may, it could have been like. Maybe he had a thing where he wanted to make movies in languages that don't <laughs> exist anymore. And, and, and I saw both of them. Passion of the Christ was a big movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's more like. That's a snuff film. Yeah. That, right. that, I mean, it really. It was. I mean, hey, you know, it it was disturbing. <laughs> I think people who really enjoy that are are, are disturbingly into Jesus, right. not whiskey Jesus, right. the other Jesus. regular Jesus, regular right. Jesus. Right. I'm just saying, not to get too deep. But yeah, I mean, we we've uh, once again we've turned a hard hard <laughs> left into the dark side, uh, but that's okay because sometimes that happens. Yeah, I I think my favorite story after the Passion of the Christ mm-hmm. is the guy who drove his car into a lake uh, because he wanted to baptize himself and forgive himself for all his sins. Did he have to take the car with him? Uh, did I, the car, wait, I, hold on. What did the car do that you know, needed forgiving? Uh, that, I'm just guessing that car did some shit. You that's know, I, I think, right? or, or, or that's not bad. Alternatively. Or, or, or he probably thought about it, like as soon as he drove his car into the river, right. the lake, he was uh, like, you know what? Baptism? I exactly. I yeah. I really could have just walked in here. I didn't have to drive my car into the lake. I right. could have parked along the side and just <laughs> and just gotten in myself. Exactly. <laughs> I you know, but uh, but no, but he chose it, to drive himself. It in. Really was important that I brought the car in because the car really feels bad about all its many sins. You know what? But that's fucking commitment. It is. Because I got to tell you, like I have every intention of going to church tomorrow. Do you? I, I have intentions. Right. Whether or not I follow through with it, uh, that that's a we'll good, find out. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. You'll know, Whiskey Jesus. I will. I will. That's right. And that's a pretty good note for us to close on. I think church. <laughs> yes, it's a yes. churchy note. So uh, get drunk and consider going to church. I mean, you will get more contemplative about whether you should go to church. I think if you follow us down this path. <laughs> if you if you drink enough, you will want to go to church because you will start to reflect on all the. The things you've done that uh, why you should be in church. I wanted to mention a couple things about this whiskey before we sign off. First of all, as I always say, this the whiskeys that I that I like to talk about are ones that people can. I don't like to go for the ones that are like, oh, it's exquisite six hundred dollar bottle whiskey. Because I mean, really, how often is anybody going to do that? Right. right. This is a. I think this was a seventy five dollar bottle of whiskey. Seventy seventy five dollars in the U S. Um, which, you know, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but when you compare it to a bottle of wine, you know, someone could sip on this bottle for months, right? Like if you have mm-hmm. a little bit. It is, if you, you know, if you're a fan of the big whiskeys that you've heard of, like the McCallums and Glenlivets, this is not peated, so it doesn't have the smokiness that you, that you get in Lagavulin and some of the other ones. It's just a really, I think, it's, a, it's got a lot of flavor, but it's easy to drink. It's not so harsh that you're going to, Yak on it. No, not at all. I don't all. think so. It's got, and you can really, the, the barley is really, um, you know, the, they use this barley. They feel very, very happy with this particular barley. I think it's really good. I think it's a whiskey that a lot of people would like. I would agree. I uh, I think it's really smooth. It gets the job done. That's right. And uh, I uh, I am a fan. All right. 
Well, so, Art, one more time, Slanja. Slanja, thank you very much, Whiskey Jesus. Uh, it's been my pleasure to have you. We covered so much territory, I don't even know what to say, but uh, we it's a lot of value that we've packed into this. Yes, short yes, of time. yes. We apologize if anyone's feelings were hurt, <laughs> especially our own. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, this is American Whiskey Jesus with my good friend Art, and we are signing off for now. Slanjavar. We'll talk to you next time. Now Cheers. some men take delight in the drinking and the roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley and courting pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early, for sharing the madu da madu. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar, for sharing the madu da madu. What for the daddy-o, what for the daddy-o, there's whiskey in the jar.